Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence in our midst. We thank you for your power, your glory that is residing in us, all of us, Lord, your, your believers. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, in, even in this situation that we are facing now, we believe, Father, that as we dwell in, 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 in your presence, Father, just like you promised in Psalm 91, Lord, that we are totally protected by you. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your people and, and bless your word, Father, as we share this word in Jesus' name. All right, guys. Uh, we're just gonna, I'm just going to keep it simple and short, hopefully. And uh, we were going through the book of Joshua for the last three, four weeks. But uh, because of the current situation, we might divert, not might, but I'd like to divert a little bit just to deal with the situation and we'll pick it up at, at some point in another time. But uh, many of you obviously have, have received email from us and uh, in, in our email, you know, Diane, I believe that the situation gives us a timely and priceless opportunity to, opportunity to become who we are as the Church of God in a true biblical sense, what we are meant to be. I would like to uh, first uh, read from uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse, uh, we get, we'll begin from verse 26. This is, uh, in this writing, obviously, as you read, you will see the imagery of, of uh, what happened at Mount Sinai. And uh, in verse 26, uh, the writer wrote about this. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. It's interesting. Therefore, and because of that, he said, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's good. And thus let us offer, because of that also, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. So, uh, uh, the reason I read that that, uh, that scripture is because there are a lot of shaking things around, you know, in, in this country, the whole world, pretty much. Uh, yeah, the whole world. And uh, and the Bible says very clearly that just just that we just read. <laughs> there will be always, you know, here and there, different part of the history of the world, the shaking going on in the world. And it's just for God to show what cannot be shaken will remain. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe nothing happens without God's permission. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the church, I really feel, I, I, and I'm convinced that the shaking that's going on is, uh, so the church of God will it's almost like God's way of bringing the church back to its essence of what the house of God is meant to be. And, uh, and the house of God is meant to be a house of prayer. And that statement obviously is taken from 
from Jesus at the time when, you know, at the, at the uh, festivity of, of the Passover, Jesus visited the temple, and he made that statement at the cleansing of the temple. And, uh, and the purpose of the cleansing of the temple is to bring the temple back to what the temple was supposed to be, the house of God was supposed to be. And uh, it's a recorded, if you want to read it, in John chapter 2, verse 12, and uh, Matthew chapter 21, verse 12, and Luke chapter 19, verse 45. And uh, as Jesus walked into the temple, he saw all people were buying and selling and, and doing all these things. And it was not in the temple, but in the temple precinct, where it was in the place where they called the, the, the Gentiles, or the non-Jewish court. And in there, people were buying and selling. And the initial, uh, initial uh, uh, intention was, was good, is that they want to serve the people, so people don't have to travel from hundreds of kilometers dragging their, their animals to be sacrificed. And money changes is there because people coming from Rome, from other countries, to pay temple tax, to give money to the temple, they need to change money. But the problem is, after a period of time, it becomes buying and selling and people ripping off each other and all that kind of stuff, stuff happened. So uh, Jesus came as the man to fulfill what was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 56, uh, 56 verse 7, where it says, My house shall be a house of prayer for all nations, not just for the Jews, but for all nations. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to prophesy that, and he came to the temple, and so all these paraphernalia and, and all the peripherals that's going on, and I can imagine Jesus said, in his, in his head, probably, in his heart, he probably said, this is anything and everything but a house of prayer. Mm -hmm. So that's why he got really upset, because because of the very thing. And uh, so I believe Jesus came and he cleansed the temple. But also, what Jesus did was a prof prophetic action of him because he did that knowing that, yes, everything, all these paraphernalia, all this stuff will be completely destroyed. And that generation actually saw the destruction of the whole system. and and peripherals of, of rituals and everything. What remained after the destruction of the temple in the generation, after the resurrection of Jesus, was what? Like that I mentioned before, Acts chapter 2, all the way to the, the, the rest of the history of the first century church is house of prayer. So my thing is like the cleansing Whatever form it is, is to bring the church back to its very essence. And I believe God allows all these things happen also. So that like this, the scripture that we read in the book of Hebrew, is like what is shakable will be shaken. So what is not shakable, the unshakable will remain. What is it? The house of prayer, just like the book of Acts. The persecution was severe, everything was severe, but what remains was people praying from house to house and I'm not saying that church building all that is is wrong it's more that if we as God's people neglect the lifestyle of of praying 
we cease to become a house of God. Mm -hmm. And I believe maybe God is using this situation to remind God's people, you and I. Mm -hmm. Come on, let's be people of prayer. I want to keep it simple here. So what, what I want to say is this. If you want to write the title of this, this sermon, the title is, It's Signed to Be What We Are Meant to Be. A house of prayer. We are the house. So that means, as people, we have to be people of prayer. Okay, we can't neglect that. I think maybe it's time for us to clean our acts. And let's be people of prayer. And uh, I like what Paul wrote here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, when he talks about spiritual prayer. He said, he said this, 6, Ephesians 6, 18. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. I want to say this. Man, since the death of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we have the advantage of all time in the history of the world as the New Testament believers. With the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Paul said our weapon is that we can use it at all time, praying in the Spirit for all kinds of prayers. It could be prayer for the sick, for the sick prayer for thanksgiving, worship, praise. We can do it all. Yeah. We're praying in the Spirit. And we have it, you and I, we all have it. And I want to encourage all of you. Pray in the Spirit of all, at all time. And here's the thing. Just like we learned from, from the, the, the cleansing of the temple, right? Because at that time, Jesus actually prophesied the destruction of the temple after the cleansing of the temple. He actually said, not one stone will rest on another. So in other words, what Jesus is saying is this. There's going to be a time when no system is, will stand, no rituals will stand. What will stand is the spirit of prayer. So uh, I think, I believe, and I want to see it will begin probably today in, in our church. I believe, I'm believing God for a prayer movement in our church on a grassroots level. Yeah. Let's keep it simple. Like I said, all kinds of prayer. Prayer for Thanksgiving. Let's start giving thanks for people that we have in our lives. Yeah. You are cell leaders, as cell leaders, or life group leaders, whatever term you use. <laughs> How about thanking God for the people that God has and trust them under your care? Yeah. That is a privileged position. Joshua, I don't care whether it's only two people or three people, doesn't matter, Josh. God has entrusted his asset under your care. And I'm thankful for the people God's put in, in, in my life. Not only that, I want to share this. Not only people who are in our church, people who actually that have come through my life who are even not in our church, I pray for them. Why? Because I, I feel like I have this sense of privilege, like, you know, there's a reason why God put people in our lives. So, thanksgiving. And pray for sickness. And also pray for our neighbors, that they will come to know Jesus. Start a simple prayer. And, and another thing I would like to see in, in the gathering like this, when, you, when the situation is better or how, however we can do it, even two or three, 
when we have a conversation, let's just, whether it's over the phone or, or face to face, like, let's just thank God. Just simple, like, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for, for our time here. And, uh, and pray for another in a, in a, in a life group or over the phone. Just, like, if I, if I say, call them, how are you going? Oh, you know, I've got to go overseas, blah, blah, blah. Maybe a good thing is, okay, then let me pray for you. For, for your trip or something like that, but make prayer as a almost the closing of every conversation. And I believe we can start a prayer movement like that. Yeah. <clears throat> because often we have this uh, what do you call it? Uh, almost super spiritual image about about, about prayers, but really it should be a simple thing because. You know, praise, praise is just talking to God. It's communicating with God. I uh, remember watching this movie, uh, is it uh, Red October? A submarine. When it was under attack, you know, the captain making sure that all communication is, is intact. He was like, okay, check this, check this, check this, check that. Just to make sure that all the communication is is uh, intact for the sake of the people. I think when the world is going through stuff like this, especially us as people of God, let's make sure our communication with God and each other stays intact. What is that? That's prayer. Alright? So in closing, I just want to say this. Let us be the true house of God a house of prayer.